100 million bucks for four years, according to the Rumble CEO. He sends a letter to Joe Rogan with a totally legit offer, apparently. So let's get right into the story. So on Monday, YouTube competitor Rumble released a statement in support of Joe Rogan, appearing to offer the podcast host $100 million for a four-year deal. So, if you can't do math, that is $25 million a year for four years. Dear Joe, Chris Pavlovsky, CEO of Rumble Road, we stand with you, your guests, and your legion of fans and desire for real conversation. So, we'd like to offer you 100 million reasons to make the road a better place. How about you bring all your shows to Rumble, both old and new, with no censorship for 100 million bucks for four years? Pavlovsky continued, This is our chance to save the road, and yes, this is totally legit. And he literally did this apparently on uh, Twitter. So in recent weeks, Rogan has been embroiled in various controversies regarding Spotify. So after several musicians attempted to present the streaming service with an ultimatum to choose between their content and Rogan's podcast, Rogan was then targeted with criticism regarding language used during previous episodes of the Joe Rogan Experience. Rogan apologized late last week after a video was shared online showing him using racial slurs despite Rogan's assertion that he was quoting others. Now, if you've actually seen the video, and also backtracked it to the episodes, right, which most people are not going to do, you'd see that if you were to look at it in context, it's always in reference to something. It's not just him, like, randomly saying it, right? So that's something to really understand. Now, he says, It's not my word to use. I am well aware of that now, but for years I used it in that manner, Rogan said. I never use it to be racist because I'm not racist. Spotify CEO Daniel Ek released a statement on Sunday announcing that the streaming service would stand by the podcast host. While I strongly condemn what Joe has said, I agree with his decision to remove past episodes from our platform. I realize some will want more, and I want to make one point very clear. I do not believe that silencing Joe is the answer Ek said. We should have clear lines around content and take action when they are crossed, but canceling voices is a slippery slope. Looking at the issue more broadly is critical thinking and open debate that powers real and necessary progress. Eck then explained in a note to staff that it was Rogan's decision to remove dozens of episodes of the Joe Rogan experience from Spotify. Eck's statement continued, Another criticism that I continue to hear from many of you is that it's not just about the Joe Rogan experience on Spotify. It comes down to our direct relationship with him. In last week's town hall, I outlined to you that we are not the publisher of JRE, but perception due to our exclusive license implies otherwise. So I've been wrestling with how this perception squares with our values. If we believe in having an open platform as a core value of the company, then we must also believe in elevating all types of creators, including those from underrepresented communities and a diversity of backgrounds. 
We've been doing a great deal of work in this area already, but I think we can do even more, so I'm committing to an incremental investment of $100 million for the licensing, development, and marketing of music, artists, and songwriters, and audio content from historically marginalized groups. By the way, side note, this doesn't really actually say much of anything because if you think about it, probably their biggest sector is probably rap and also pop, right? And minorities tend to populate those areas, at least right now, they're populating, they are populating those areas in terms of popularity in numbers in listens right now. So this isn't really actually saying much because they are basically probably already going to do something like this. So this would dramatically increase our efforts in these areas. While some might want us to pursue a different path, I believe that more speech on more issues can be highly effective in improving the status quo and enhancing the conversation altogether. I deeply regret that you're carrying so much of this burden. I also want to be transparent in setting the expectation that in order to achieve our goal of becoming the global audio platform, these kinds of disputes will be inedible. For me, I come back to centering on our mission of unlocking the potential of human creativity and enabling more than a billion people to enjoy the work of what we think will be more than 50 million creators. That mission makes these clashes worth the effort. I've told you several times over the last week, but I think it's critical we listen carefully to one another and consider how we can and should do better. I spent this time having lots of conversations with people inside and outside of Spotify. Some have been supportive while others have been incredibly hard, but all of them have made me think. One of the things I'm thinking about is what additional steps we can take to further balance creator expression with user safety. I've asked our teams to expand the number of outside experts we consult with all these efforts and look forward to sharing more details. Your passion for this company and our mission has made a difference in the lives of so many listeners and creators around the world. I hope you won't lose sight of that, is that ability to focus and improve Spotify even on some of our toughest days that has helped us build the platform we have. We have a clear opportunity to learn and grow together from this challenge and I am ready to meet it head on. I know it is difficult to have these conversations play out so publicly, and I continue to encourage you to reach out to your leaders, your HR partners, or me directly if you need support or resources for yourself or your team. So here's the thing, right? The thing to really understand about this situation is actually quite a lot of stuff, right? Number one, $100 million sounds like a big number, But specifically for Joe Rogan, it's like nothing, right? Because a lot of people are under the assumption that $100 million was actually what he was offered by, or like the contract that he signed with Spotify was. To be frank, he probably got paid way more than that, right? And I believe even in one of his podcasts, he actually kind of alluded to it that uh, he got paid more than $100 million for his contract. And the real understanding as to why you should actually think about that is because literally 
the day and the day after that it was actually announced that he signed with Spotify for that exclusive licensing deal, Spotify basically blew, like basically increased like over a billion dollars of worth, right? So you can kind of see that they probably offered him a lot of money at that time, right? I'm thinking more like $200 million, maybe even $300 million for his licensing deal. Because you got to keep in mind, too, he's the largest, he was and still is the largest podcast in the world. Okay? Now, we also don't know. Maybe he actually got stocks in Spotify. So if he actually got stocks in Spotify for this exclusive deal, right? Spotify is probably never going to do anything to him. And that also probably make it a little bit more worthwhile for Joe to kind of like stick around with Spotify or be more willing to cater to the whims of Spotify because of that, right? Now, I'm not saying that's actually the case, but I'm just saying don't assume that his contract with Spotify is only $100 million. It's probably a lot more realistically. Which means this $100 million offer sounds nice from Rumble, but the reality is not. Not for him, not for Joe. Another way to look at it, I believe on average, he gets over 10 million listens, downloads per month, okay? Now, let's just say, right? Now, this is obviously not going to happen, but let's just say that every person that downloaded his podcast, right, those 10 million people basically, right, downloaded his podcast, were willing to pay $10 a month to listen to his podcast, right? Like they are just diehard listeners. That's $100 million per month coming into his bank account, right? Now, obviously not including expenses, blah, 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 kind of stuff, right? Now, let's say that right now, because it's free, he gets the $10 million, oh, 10 million downloads per month on average, right? But let's say that if he were to make a monthly membership, right, for $10, that monthly downloads drops down to a million. That's still $10 million per month, 12 months, $120 million in a single year right? And that's if his uh, downloads does not increase. And you got to understand too, he has some downloads on his episodes of 40 million plus, 50 million plus, right? It wouldn't be hard for someone with his audience base to literally just sell episodes at like $1 a pot, right? He could literally make over $100 million in a single month, depending on what episodes he ends up releasing if you were to charge them, charge for it, right? Now, he leans pretty heavily on making everything as free as possible, right? He's very left-wing in that scenario. So he's probably never going to really do something like that, but he has the capability of it. Not to mention, he's made so much money that he could literally just create his own podcast app and release his own stuff if he wants to. He could literally go and do that. He has the audience. 
he has the money, his own money, that he could basically just say like, hey, F you. Not only that, there's been many podcasts, if you ever listen to his podcast, where he has comedians that he talks with that have their own basically membership or basically their own podcast behind a paywall where they can basically do whatever the hell they want because it's behind a paywall. So they show the craziest stuff on it because of the paywall. So who knows? It might be a very big possibility that once this contract ends one way or another with Spotify, he goes down his own self-publishing route behind a paywall to make disgusting amounts of money and truly be censorship-free. So that's one way to really understand. Like, the reality of this offer is that it sucks, right? The reality is that there's going to have to be basically a company probably willing to offer $300 million plus to get Joe Rogan now. Like, that's the reality. Like, we're talking like crazy amounts of money here. By the way, if you want to learn how to get a dip, go to 40inbox.com.